2: Welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about, especially when it's about money. I think it's the area that I could probably help you at the most. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, First and foremost, again, I think it's pretty important that you understand that we're in earnings season and things can really move quickly. I was struck yesterday that I made a mistake, and I realized it right after I went off the air. And This is one of the reasons I tell you very cautiously and very optimistically and with a lot of love, um, be cautious. I made a mistake yesterday. I thought Apple was going to report numbers yesterday because I thought yesterday was – Wednesday. But it was Tuesday. So it's like one of those whoopsies, right? And that happens. I just want you to know that happens and it wasn't my intent. Um, but beyond know I me, mean? yesterday was a big story. Today, it's another day, another dollar, so to speak. lot of news. U.S. GDP rose a better than expected 1.9% of the third quarter's consumers can continue to spend. Boy, oh boy, we can get caught up in the negatives of uh, Trump versus Putin, Trump versus the Democrats, Trump versus Saudi Arabia, what's going to happen with Syria. You can get caught up in it. But as long as Americans have jobs, we continue to spend. As long as we spend, we continue to see that GDP there. We are the world's consumers. Private payrolls increased by 125% in October. That topped expectations. Now, again... GDP good, not great. GDP, the number is typically you want somewhere between two to four percent. Two percent's on the low side. One point nine is on the low. Four percent's too hot. Two percent's not bad, considering the global slowdown and the trade war. You turn that page over to private payrolls increased by one hundred twenty-five thousand in October, topping expectations. Payrolls grew at a fast and expected pace in October. Solid growth was offset by a sharp downward revision from the previous month. That's one of those things where you just read the headline, you didn't get to part two. Part two. Part two is fairly <laughs> important when you start blending data. HBO is making the rounds right now. About a week or two ago, maybe I'm sorry, maybe two or three weeks ago, as Apple said here's what Apple TV is going to be. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be Spielberg and Whoopi and a lot of people with names, right? And Aquaman. Now it's AT and T's turn to go out and say what they got. They said that they're going to price AT and T HBO Max at $14.99 a month. That's the same as a typical HBO subscription. I don't know about that. All of a sudden. I know Westworld's going to kick hiney when it comes back. I know one of the costume designers, and she said, uh, this season's going to blow your mind. It's worthy of note, in my opinion. at and T setting the bar low with HBO Max subscriber acquisitions, but it's estimates the service will turn a profit in 2025 with 50 million subscribers and 75 million to 90 million global subscribers. HBO's kind of interesting. They've gone after quality, which, for the record... They've uh, canceled one of the prequels of Game of Thrones, and they've greenlit another one. House of Dragon HBO has confirmed 10 episodes of the Game of Thrones prequel. Yesterday they turned down a different prequel. I don't know all about the Game of Thrones world, so I'll just be quiet. But there was a lot of hullabaloo about it yesterday. <clears throat> so 15 bucks for cable service. For a a media service. A lot of the stuff we've already seen, like The Sopranos. Maybe one day I'll say, I want to show my kids The Sopranos. Or you'll want to sit down with your daughter and show her Sex in the City. I used to love Kim Kacho. And, uh, but 15 bucks feels a little high. So ATT is going to have probably the most difficult sell of getting people to switch. $14.99 $14.99 a month, tops Netflix most popular 12.99 plan and Hulu's ad-free 11.99 service and Disney's 6.99 Disney Plus service. So, it's hard not to view HBO Max as a gift to HBO subscribers because there's going to be some pluses and they're going to put more content on, but it's hard to see how they're going to get people interested in um, getting new let's go to a caller kyle what question yeah. you got
3: yeah hey uh yeah uh, you know what i just had a comment about hbo too i got a question after that though uh props to hbo though man they they've been around for a while and they've they've adapted for sure like uh you know a lot of other companies have went in the, the can kind of but uh props to hbo keep turning out good content so um yeah but yeah, I was just uh, I was just calling because I, so I know you're talking about money. I, so here's the thing, I'm pretty new into like uh, you know investing and stuff, and especially in stocks. And usually, uh, what I do is I just buy. Well, I have been for the last couple of years now. I usually just buy companies I frequently use. So like I'm always using PG and E. I'm always using like I go to Starbucks. I'll go to like McDonald's. I was just curious if that's like a decent strategy. I know nothing about like. History of stock prices or anything, or like reading financial charts. I kind of just look at it as paying myself. I don't know if <laughs> you think that's a decent
2: I like strategy that. or not. Thanks for the call. Um, let me hit some of the basics on it. I'm going to let you hang up and listen because it's a two way call, which is kind of funky. Um, first and foremost, drop me an email rob at robblack.com. And I'll send you some basic ideas on what you should be doing since you're younger. Second, you said you've been doing this for a few years, so don't get overconfident. It's been a 10-year, wonderful run on the stock market. If you're not up, you're doing something really wrong. And if you're barely up, you're doing something way wrong. Do you see what I'm going at? As far as using things that you use, like PG&E, uh, that's, that's too easy of a one to say, bad idea. But as far as Starbucks and McDonald's, that's okay, but then you get into like, what happens if you like buying at Target, and maybe, you, or Amazon? I like Amazon as an investment more so than Tar- I don't want to say that. I think Target's expectations are way lower, but the downside's also, I think it's gonna underperform Amazon. you sometimes you have to talk yourself through this. PG&E, if you take a look at their balance sheet, there's a good chance they go get bankrupt. They are in a bad situation. You had a California judge at one point in time say that they're responsible, but you had Clinton, President Clinton, deregulate energy, and he wanted anyone to basically be able to sell energy to you. If you wanted to go with Southern Edison, they could do it. If uh, me and KDOW started an electricity company, you could buy your electricity from us. That was a big push in the 1990s was giving people options. So we were like, okay, who exactly owns these poles? And we didn't know. And who exactly is responsible in case the power isn't completed if it's not bought wholesale wholesale and resold? So it's too easy to attack PG&E and say, you know, look, you did a bad one there. But I like the way you're thinking. You know, you see people using Apple, you get the idea. People using Google, you get the idea. You can make a case for it for sure, but paying yourself back, I I, I try to uh, mature that philosophy a little bit to really say, okay, you sound like you were 35 or under, so I would probably take more risk, and I wouldn't even own an energy company uh, unless you wanted to own like maybe a Chevron or uh, Exxon, something that you know is going to give you cash dividends, not necessarily growth, because we're moving more towards clean power versus fossil fuel power. With our fleet of cars, it's not going to go away. Thanks for the call. Drop me an email. I'll send you some basic ideas on investing. In Robert, Rob Black,
1: Financial sense of your portfolio. Now back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220
3: KDOW. I
2: want to keep talking about Kyle, who just called in. sounded like a young man, which is great. First thing I said, you've been in a bull market for ten years, so you should have up returns, not be overconfident. He said, I'm buying stocks that kind of suit my lifestyle. And I'd be cautious on that, only because it's a little naive. I like the basic premise, but it's a little naive. Like, sure, I've taken an Uber or two, but I saw the IPO and I was like, no chance will I'm getting into that puppy early. In large part, they're just losing too much money. But then to add on top of it, there's more competition. And there's a lot of talk about expensive ideas like cars driving themselves that they're going to have to fund in order to get rid of their biggest cost, labor, the, the driver. Now, they did something cute this week. They announced uh, a debit relationship with a banking company so that their pe- drivers can get paid in real time. <clears throat> How nice is that, I think? If I work two hours this morning, I get California minimum wage. Well, dun, 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 I can take my... What's California minimum wage now? 20 bucks, maybe eight. Uh, 16 after taxes. I can go spend my lunch money today, so to speak, you know, uh, not not when I get paid. I get a lot of editorial control here and I'm very, very appreciative. And I hope you are as well. So more on him a little bit, like Apple and Facebook and Lyft. And There's stocks that he could buy that would be good and stocks that he could buy that would be bad. I would say most importantly, until he gets to about $100,000, he should use indexes, like an S&P 500, which is just at an all-time high. Yes, his returns are going to be somewhere in that 8 to 12% range. But the issue is he's not going to get into a situation where it's like, me and my girlfriend are eating beyond meat because we love the planet and we're activists. And then you buy Beyond Meat at the wrong time, and it goes down 60% on you, or you buy it at the right time, and it goes up 300% on you. Yeah, no kidding. So that's where people get caught up in Wall Street's a game, and Wall Street's a roller coaster, and I hate that. My police officer friend from uh, the East Bay, uh, he listens to the show. I think I'm very complimented. Um, I'm very respectful to the police and fire and military. It's a job that I think is way above me. But he was interested in Beyond Meat at the wrong time. He was interested when it was moving and it was momentum. And I haven't heard from him now that it's an opportunity, and today looks like the day maybe, to be buying something like that for a trade. I'm not a trader. I know how to trade, I don't like doing it. I don't like talking about it on the radio because I think it sends you a bad message. Now, let's talk big picture. So I think he should buy indexes and slowly add stocks to his portfolio. You could start with something you like Facebook or Apple or Starbucks or McDonald's. I like McDonald's as the first stock because, let's face it, it was around when you were a kid, and its stock is at an all-time high. Or Disney or Nike. You hear about Nike giving a billion-dollar shoe deal to maybe it was LeBron, maybe it was Jordan. I don't know my basketball stars. Whoa. A billion dollars? That's not good. It's a good thing Nike didn't sponsor, like, Trump or something like that. Because that's the one that I want to fit together, right? So tonight we get earnings from Apple, Facebook, and Lyft. More than 160 companies have reported earnings. A lot of key economic data has been released. China is reportedly expressing some resistance at the scope and timing of the U.S. agricultural purchases. The big event that was going to happen in Chile, where President Xi from China and President Trump from the United States... That summit has been called off by Chile. That's great. For the record, I'm not a big chili eater. Just between you and me, it's not that good. <laughs> I'm mean being fair. I do like turkey, and I did live in Turkey. So the after party on the market is going to have to wait because we're in pre-party mode now. Today, we're going to get the Fed Open Market Committee meeting, and that's going to take a little bit of president over Apple, Facebook, and left. For the record, I own Apple and Facebook. I don't believe I own Lyft in any way, shape. It might be in a technology fund that I don't even know that I have. Market participants are keyed up for what is going to be said by the Fed, not necessarily what they will do. Will they announce a Fed rate cut? There's a 98.3% probability assigned to a 25 basis point cut today. Okay, that implies near certainty to me, 98.3. If I were to tell you you make love with your wife tonight, there's a 98.3% chance you're going to get pregnant, you'd be like, well, I'm not going to be in that house tonight. Or you'd be like, well, good, we've been trying for years. That's a lot of probability. Now, what if tomorrow you tried to make a baby and it didn't come? You'd be like, Rob, you told me it was a 98.3. You're going to be disappointed. I know you're saying babies come the day after. Okay, so I'm, I'm mixing everything up. I'm trying to talk in stork terms. I know a lot of children will listen to the show. Um, but you would be disappointed. So if the Fed doesn't cut rates today, we're going to be bombed. It could cause a market reaction because it's built in. The Fed has not shown a, pro- uh, a proclivity at this point in time to surprise the market. When the market's convinced rates coming, a rate cut's coming, it comes. Now, again, I'm not going to put a lot of mojo in that. I think the Fed's done a good job. I think they've created a situation where employment's full almost at this point in time. If it's not, it's it's darn near it. Wage inflation's there's some there. There's some there. That's not bad. Overall inflation, it's not showing up in statistics hardcore. That may be because some of the the inflation expectations are muted because the world's slowing down. And we don't necessarily want to be the only wonderful thing working in the world. I was once talking to a secretary of defense. I know you're saying you interviewed a secretary of defense. I did. Uh, It was during the Clinton administration. And one of the things that he said that was really, really compelling, he had written a book. He said, Rob, you don't give money to poor countries. Because you expect a return on investment, he says. You give it to them so that they have some quality of life, so that they don't get angry, so they don't look at your success and want it. They want it to make their own. Really? And I'm like, really? And I kind of, I, I kind of see it. You know, why would the United States give Ukraine four hundred million dollars? It's not even getting have the whole Trump bartering with Joe Biden's information. In large part, we don't want Russia to take them over. We don't want them to be miserable. We don't want them to say, oh, we're coming to America. We don't want everyone to come to America. We don't want everyone to be enviable of us. His quote was pretty fascinating because he said, Rob, if the Middle East was wealthier, if the sheiks didn't have all the oil money and it was the people who had the jobs, do you think there'd be terrorism? He said there would be a lot less reason to hate. There's some truth to that. But anyway, I'm digressing. Mattel's up 20% after better-than-expected results. Mattel makes Barbie dolls. How is this possible? Kids don't play with Barbie dolls. They play with Apple iPods, iPads. General Electric up 9%. C.H. Robinson Worldwide up, down 7%. Yum! Brands down 5%. Yum! Brands talked about maybe spitting off Taco Bell. Hmm. Yo, quiero Taco Bell. Remember that one? How great is branding and marketing? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, If you want some basic rules about money, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob Rob at robblackshow.com.
3: You can hate on it, or you can hug it.
1: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM
3: 1220 KDOW.
2: So, I'm gearing my portfolio a lot for next year. For the last couple of years I've been talking about Disney because I knew Disney Plus was coming. They told Netflix we're gonna pull our content from you and we're gonna start our own thing. I was surprised that they went with something that undercut Netflix because quite honestly, their content's better than Netflix's. Now Netflix has thrown billions of dollars trying to quickly become the 21st century Disney, but Disney already is Disney. It's gonna be interesting. AT&T's got this product that's too pricey. And I know you're saying AT and T had yeah, they own HBO. Well, what? My my my. Now we've already seen Verizon. Verizon. I made very strong coffee today. Verizon. Verizon has said that they're going to give away Netflix for a year when you when you get a phone. Uh, okay, so Verizon's doing that, and AT and T's got HBO, which in theory they can package it and bundle it. They got to be careful because you don't want monopoly, you know, investigations. So I think that's off to a good start. But again, which one do you really want to own? And I think down the road of AT&T and and Time Warner, can't figure out how to keep HBO as compelling as Disney or as compelling as Netflix. I'm not even going to bring up Apple at this point in time because, let's face it, nine shows looks lame and the reviews on the first two, not the best. Now, reviews don't mean everything, but they do mean something. And nine shows is, well, how shall we say a nice weekend for me? You know what I've been doing? Oh, snap. You know what I've been doing recently uh, with the, the spooky month? I've been watching old horror movies. Boy, those don't age well. Um, I watched like 4 or 5 Friday the 13th, so it was a little under the weather on Sunday. And uh, stayed up at night and was like, D- how are these things ever scary? Like, they're actually pretty bad. Value Investor. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I started that segment talking about what I'm going to be doing, how I bought Disney last year and the year before. And look how it ran from 85, 90, 95, 100, 110, 120, 125, 130. That's a hell of an investment for a company that I didn't have to go to bed one night last year going, I wonder what China's going to do. I don't know. Honey, I put too much money into it. You got to think like that. Like if if McDonald's comes out today and this is so hype that I'll call it McRonald's so that I don't get sued. If McRonald's comes out tonight and says, "Oh no, our food supply has been tainted with rats," stock would get hit, right? And I would buy it. You buy it when you can, not when you have to. I, I wish I would have followed my own rule on Chipotle a couple of years ago. There, they they're like, "This this lettuce tastes bad," and people are getting sick, right? That's when you buy. That's when you buy food companies, at least. Now, Qualcomm had a big lawsuit with Apple a couple years ago, where Apple's like, what do you mean you own the patent on phone? What do you mean you own the patent on uh, a little mouthpiece that you talk into that we can hear you? So Qualcomm went patent trolling. And uh, some companies like Apple said, no, we're not going to pay you $4 for every phone we sell just in patents. We'll find someone else that we could get uh, modem chips from a lawsuit that lasted a long time. And I bought Qualcomm on that lawsuit. Paid $45 for it. Hated it. Stock did nothing. It had a fat dividend, though. So I was able to get some dividends while I waited for it to get their settlement with Apple. And Apple went to Intel and rabble, rabble, rabble. Well, we're going to do it without Qualcomm. And Qualcomm suffered. And then Apple said, well, the Intel chips suck, so we're going to actually use Qualcomm. We're going to sell this case. But we're also going to buy Intel's semiconductor business tied towards wireless modems, in large part because this is probably the last time Qualcomm's got us where they want us. A lot of things going on there, right? But for the next big push in technology, 5G, my play's Qualcomm. And I'm sitting on that one, even though my play was tied towards the Apple lawsuit. Whoa. I'm not telling you to be like me, because trust me, I make mistakes. And I I tell you about them. Typically, it's in things I know absolutely nothing about. I'll never buy a biotech company ever again for the rest of my life. I will hire a money manager who knows how to do it, who has a track record of doing it. I got a track record of falling in love with biotech stocks. What do you mean? You're going to grow hair on everyone's head and we're we're not going to have bald people anymore? I love you. And then two years later, we find out that this cure for baldness also makes you impotent and um, puts hair on the bottom of your feet. And, uh-oh, here comes the lawsuits. well, doctor, you didn't tell me I'd have hair on the bottom of my feet. <laughs> and then you get Brett Favre throwing a football through a tire, and the impotence and erectile dysfunction goes away. But what's the side? I, I don't buy biotech. I'll buy pharmaceuticals because Merck, they were selling, and excuse me for saying this. I'm going to say Pfizer instead of Merck. Pfizer was selling rattlesnake poison venom cures 200, 300 years ago. Like, they were they were part, they've been part of our country, of pharmaceuticals, of, of, of like, let's fix things. Let's, let's come up with great molecular science uh, healthcare improvements. Now, Merck and Pfizer and Lilly, they, they've been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Most of their drugs are pretty efficacy safe. And some of them are built on other ones. Every now and then there's something that gets through that's a whoops, we didn't mean that to happen. You can look at the Cox-2 inhibitors that were painkillers. They were called super aspirin back in the 1990s where, yeah, they miraculously took away your arthritis. America's getting older. Every day 10,000 people are retiring and they have arthritis. It was a hell of a good story. And then these Cox-2 inhibitors we found out, they worked. But we also found out that there could be some heart problems. And people were like, you know what, I'll, t- I'll take pain in my joints versus having a heart attack. You see how it plays? So I trust the Merck's the Pfizer's new the Lilos. They don't typically make big mistakes like that. They tend to acquire technology where they can make mistakes, but they can also hit home runs that they, they can't do themselves. So I would still own a Merck Pfizer. Like, I don't believe that I have any in any of my portfolios as individual stocks. I don't. Um, but I might have some of those in indexes. So, know that. Am I preaching to the choir? I kind of am. Am I telling you like what side I'm on? I, I try to. There's a value investor. Oh, wait, wait. So I think 5G is still going to be big next year. Apple has hinted that, no, not not Apple has hinted. China has hinted that Apple is gearing up for massive shipments of 5G. According to Nikkei Asian Review, which, again, has probably the best sports section of all the Asian reviews, Apple plans to roll out three model 5G phones. The company expects to ship at least 80 million new phones next year. The 5G iPhone series will be made up of three different models, uh, which will carry a 5G modem chip from Qualcomm. Do you see how this is all circular now? It's got the higher end for Apple. It represents the company's first major play in the next generation wireless network. It should be faster, it should be more stable. I was on the couch in the middle of the night last night. I know you're saying, wow, what I would do to be on that couch with you, Rob, watching CNBC at 2 in the morning? Woohoo! Good times. Ugh, cold coffee. That moment when coffee goes from hot to cold and it's cold. And that's not good. Um, but there was a moment where I couldn't get internet. My Wi-Fi wasn't quite right. So next year I'm going to get a Wi-Fi router that has a 5G chip in it. I'm going to get a 5G service. I'm going to get a 5G modem. I'm going to get a 5G phone. And all of those all have technology licensed from, or not all of them, but Qualcomm chips are going to be in a lot of those devices. And Apple's saying we're going to sell a lot of these phones. Of the 1,000 current iPhone owners recently surveyed, the firm found that 23% up would upgrade instantly to a $1,200 5G $1,200 IG phone. Bleh! $1,200 5G phone. That's eight, up from 18% just a couple months ago, so more and more people are getting excited by it. More and more people are hearing about it. I underscore that's important. I pound on that, that more and more people are getting excited the so analysts are going to bump their numbers ever so slightly. Goldman Sachs downgraded Grubhub to neutral from buy. Whoops. Yesterday it falls 40%. Today they're like, oh, we're downgrading it. That would have helped yesterday, Goldman Sachs. And for the, their credit, Goldman Sachs said, we got it wrong. It was one of their favorite stocks. It's a stock that I'm fascinated by. I don't own any because they're losing too much money. You got to have standards, right? I like the story. I like the trend. I like sitting at home and having a great restaurant bring food to me. I like that California is doing more edible marijuanas and marijuanas. And like two in the morning, you can call McDonald's and McDonald's will put, hey, Grubhub, come pick this order up. This guy's high as a kite and he's got the munchies. But you got to make money still, you know? So when I own something like a Grubhub and I own no Grubhub, I would own 1% of it. So maybe it'll grow into a 2% position. And if it doubles, maybe I'll sell half of it and say, let it ride. I just I, I, It's too much for me as far as how much money they're losing. Grubhub earnings fall short of expectations, in the food delivery uh, space, their competition. Is, it's there. Um, I've got three or four delivery apps on my phone, right? How many do you have? Uber Eats, Grubhub, you get the idea. Post-its, people will bring you anything now. That won't last forever because competition will shake that puppy out as people chase the almighty dollars. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Samsung teases a new foldable smartphone that uh, shuts like an old flip phone. Don't need it. I get it. I, I, I get that you have to innovate in the space, but foldable ain't my thing. It's just like 3D touch wasn't my thing. It's just like sometimes, sometimes we don't need this. Like augmented reality on the last on the iPhone 10, it's not there yet, but it's laying the groundwork. it's not a uh, you get the idea. Phone companies will do anything. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Don't give ghost in the ghost an instant eye. I but I
3: not
1: want to Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money. Investing and more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone, give me a call, 800-516-1220. We can talk about California burning. We can talk about anything that you want to talk about. A little bit earlier, I, I keep teasing this, and for some reason I'm not finishing it, and it, it's making me mad at myself, is if HBO fails for AT&T and AT&T stock starts going sideways for a little bit, there's someone's going to be an activist investor at some point in time. And they're going to come in and say, we want AT&T stock to go higher. You need to spin off HBO. Let them go take on debt like uh, Netflix is. And maybe someone like Apple picks them up. Apple has to pick someone up. There is no doubt about it in my mind that they're not going to have enough of cachet over time to say that they're a video TV service. So who do I like right now on that idea? And believe it or not, it's a big boy. It's a company called Sony. And I'm not saying buy it, but I'm saying I'm very interested in buying it. So you take that for Rob's going to do more homework on it before I actually go out and buy it. I'm going to try not to lie to you. I'm not going to try not to mislead you. I'm not going to go, oh, by the way, it's my favorite stock now that I own all my money in it kind of thing. I'm not that guy. Maybe one day, but not today. So Sony, ticker symbol SNE, I see it going to hundred dollars in the next three years. Sony's a big conglomerate giant. You've got Japan spending a ton of money on infrastructure right now. That's positive. The CEO of Sony has come out and uh, talked about some restructuring, some workforce restructuring. They're kind of aware that acquisitions of you know, faster gaming and music business, and yet yeah, there's a shrinking discount tied towards uh, a lot of the other company. So their value seems to be in gaming, video games, and music. Who needs video games and music in America? Google, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, and Tencent. And they've all shown strategic interest in Sony, Okay? Sony's got some movies and they got some content, right? You see where I'm going out with this? Apple, I think Austin should consider Nintendo. I don't want to own any Nintendo games, but on occasion I wouldn't mind playing some. Holiday's coming up. Get the family in front of the TV. Fire up the Apple TV with the Apple controller. They're now making Bluetooth Xbox controllers that work with Apple products. I get it. Nintendo is a great family entertainment, and Apple's trying to be family entertainment, I think. So I'd look at Sony, i look at Nintendo. I see Google, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, and Tencent all saying, we want this to happen. Now, if Apple doesn't get HBO, and if Apple doesn't get Sony, if Apple doesn't get Nintendo, maybe they'll go after someone like an AMC Networks. They have to acquire content, in my opinion. Or maybe they'll wait for CBS to say, you know what? We're going to sell all of our all of our product from 1980s and 1990s. We're only going to keep the new catalog. We, we don't know. It gets kind of sloppy when you start speculating like that. But we know video games are a growing sector, and we know that it's an interest on this show, anything that grows faster than the economy, anything that's growing on a rate where we can eyeball it. And uh, don't discount that. I saw uh, reviews of the new Nvidia chip yesterday, which helps power a lot of these video games. Nvidia and AMD, and it's impressive. So they've released something. They had something up their sleeve because guess what? AMD had something up their sleeve. These guys are in a weapons race, and and they're they're throwing all the technology they can. That's cutting edge technology, and it works out for me and you, in my opinion. So anyway, we're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about anything that we can talk about on this show. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is saving money. One app that I'm really pushing and I have no relationship with, and I should talk to the salespeople at the radio station see if you can't get Acorns to sponsor the show, because I think it's a really, really, really smart app. It's a small way of saving a small amount of money, and you won't realize it. People like CFP, Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com will come on the air, and they'll say, you should have 15% max out on your 401k. And you're like, yeah, right. I got to pay rent and eat, buddy. But if I were to say, okay, when you go to McDonald's and you spend two fifty on a dollar nuggets, that somehow turns into a dollar fifty of tax in Rob Black's head. Um, round that up. I've used that app for less than a year, and I've already pulled an extra three thousand three thousand five hundred in a market that's hitting all time highs. I'm, I'm thrilled with that. Now, again, that's not enough to retire on, but it, it starts to add up. And next year, I'll up my 401k. Let's say this year, 15% was too much. I can't live in Chad's world, darn it. Maybe I'll start with five and next year go to six, and I won't feel that pain. It's like the old frog. Throw a frog in a pot of cold water. Turn it on so it's slowly simmering. That, that puppy will stay in there all day long till he's cooked. The S&P 500 just hit its 14th record high of the year. Now, that's... That's kind of an interesting stat, right? No. It's an achievement. It's nice. It's a feather in our cap. It doesn't mean anything. If Rob Black was retiring today, I'd be like, at an all-time high, I'd be stoked. I'd be on the mountaintop yodeling. I hope in 15 years from now, when I do retire, 5 or 10, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, or 40, Um I I hope it's at an all-time high. It should be because it's up there seven out of ten years. After three very shaky months, the market hits an all-time high. Up 21% this year, the S&P 500. That's money in the bank. I like that. It's not actually money in the bank I should be careful about because, again, we can crash 50% tomorrow with like a nuclear strike in D.C. We're going lower. And that happens. It's like, you know, 9-11, we didn't see that one coming. It's the year of the shark. Every year there's something just a little bit surprising. But for the record, I'm, I'm still in the market, and I'm still looking to retire in 5, 10, 15. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up. You can sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25. I've given you a lot of good ideas this hour. Stay tuned.